Jun was a really good film. Jun 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 was a really good film. Jun Jun Jun, I really liked seeing Jun in the cinema. Jun 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 was a really good film. Jun 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 was a really great film. Jun Jun Jun, I took Louise to see Jun in the cinema. Jun 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 Jun, Timothy Chalamet was cool. Jun 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 Jun, so was Zendaya when she was in Jun 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 Jun, but she didn't get much screen time as Timothy Chalamet. But that might change in the next film, because I'm making a second June called Jun 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 Part Two. They should have called it July. Jun 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 Jun. Jason Momoa was also in Jun 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 Jun. He was pretty cool and fought really well in Jun 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 Jun. And also so was Thanos. He was there as well as Mufasa slash Darth Vader. Jun 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 Jun. Jun was a really good film. Hello and welcome to Tunabut, or should I say Junabut? <laughs> hey, um, this is the third instalment of solo episodes. Dougal's done one, Jim's done one, I'm doing one. Uh, Jim had a cold. Dougal had the illness that makes you want to sing all the time. Uh, I think I'm suffering from both of those currently. Uh, and now I'm going to do whatever I feel like, as per usual, which uh, I've actually got some plans today. Not plans, I've got prompts, and we'll see where they take us. Uh, this is Tunaboot, so as always, we would ask you to like and subscribe. Uh, follow our social medias, it's at the real Tunaboot, or at real slash underscore Tunaboot. It's one of those ones, you'll find it. They're on our Facebook page, they're on our Spotify, maybe. Uh, this podcast will be available on all the usual podcasting websites that you will have been listening to that on right now. Uh, I don't normally do this bit anymore because it used to, when we started, it would end up just be me saying lickety like and subscribity scribe. Uh, but we've matured since then. And I really would like to not go back to those days. Those days when we drink, well, every day. These days, I'll have maybe one beer. Maybe two. Not two crates, two beers. Um... And to be honest, I feel better for it. I feel like my creative mind has blossomed through this lack of inebriation. So, I mean, I'm saying this, I've not actually recorded anything yet, so <laughs> this could go horribly wrong and maybe I do need to just get pished. I mean, we've got beer number one here. If I can make this last till the end, like halfway and then get one more, absolutely fine. I'll prove my point. Uh, so let's move on to today's sponsor. Polly's Penguin Sauce. Is it a sauce that comes from a penguin? Is it a sauce made from penguins? Is it a sauce that you put on a penguin? Be it biscuit or bird? The answer is all three. Polly's Penguin Sauce. Made by penguins for penguins for you. Dun 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 
done. Marvel make movies for everyone. Doodle 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 do. Marvel make movies and TV shows. They're all interlinked now. They make movies and TV shows that everyone enjoys. Unless you're an old-time director and you're pissed off that they make more money than your films do now. Coming this fall. He's here. Welcome back to the land of the living, suspicion man. No, 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 no. See, you know what we got here? We've got a dead body. You know what that means? What does that mean, suspicion man? Well, it means I suspect we're looking for a suspect. These boots are made for walking. And that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. and boots. The multiverse is split open and only one cat can save it all. Poos, we're over here. What? Ha! Down, kid. <laughs> coming, coming to Fuck me. Have you ever thought about how Shrek is just basically the Hulk in reverse. Like, you got Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk and then turns back into Bruce Banner. Whereas Shrek is a big green thing and then Shrek 2, he turns into a human for a wee bit and then just turns back into Shrek. And it's basically just Hulk in reverse. Like, and I don't know if anything is going to come close to that. I don't know what I'm talking about now. Back to Puss and Boots breaks the multiverse in half. Part three of Avengers four and five six. Boo do 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 coming out this Christmas. Have I said Christmas before in one of these yet? Don't know, but you know what's coming out this Christmas? Man with no head, only body, and three hands. Yeah! Hey, he's only got a body and three hands. He don't have no head. <laughs> it's a heist movie, bitches. Woo! Yeah! I'm also played by Paul Rudd. He's no longer Ant-Man. He's a... Uh, uh, man with no head, only body, and three hands. Two of his hands are on the same arms as well. And now uh, Matthew McConaughey is here to narrate this. 
Is this Matthew McConaughey or Woody Harrelson? All right, all right, all right. It's Matthew McConaughey. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to cut up a cannon and a little toy man and smoke some cigarettes inside. Guess what that is? <laughs> Coming Christmas 2024 because we're releasing at least one film each year. Plus all the TV shows and other films that we've also slated for Phase 4. It's Marvel time. Everyone's gonna pay us money because Disney bought us over and now we got Fox. But we also thought we had Sony. Then they pulled back from everything because they reckon they can do a good enough job without our help, which is fine. But you know that it's not really gonna go as well because the two Venoms were pretty good but not great. And I really honestly feel like they really should just Give it all to Disney and maybe just take a cut of the profits. That's probably the best option. Uh, you heard it first here. That's my opinion. And it's not fact. And Tom Hardy was pretty cool, though. Anyway, that's the end of this Marvel bit. I really honestly feel like it went on for too long. Uh, far, far too long. Just, you know what? Not long enough, though. Marvel, 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 I know that most of this so far has turned into me singing. I'm sorry to go for stealing what you were doing, but it's mine. Here is the first musical interlude, because I needed something to break up all the bits that I was going to do. And now I'm going to move on to this short story shakedown. Short story shakedown. Here it is. It's Saturday here, and shit's about to get shwasty, so sit down, shut the fuck up, and suck in these sweet, sultry, structured sentences. It's short story time. You know what it is. Soul Soup There was a small town, on a small planet, in a small solar system. This town, not unlike mine or yours, awoke each morning, worked their many jobs, and finished each day by going back to sleep before getting up again. A very mundane life for a very mundane town. One day, the townspeople awoke to an astronomically gargantuan creature floating in the sky, staring blankly at them from afar. Now normally in popular culture, when there's a big thing in the sky, it tends to stare. So when this behemoth blinked, and I can't stress enough how absolutely terrifying this truly was, the whole town erupted into mass hysteria. Basically, all bets were off, and the townspeople began to do that whole purge thing on each other. There were killings, scalpings, people following through on your mum jokes they'd made over a decade ago. And this is when they began to notice something quite peculiar. For the first time in their lives, and for some their last, they witnessed the release of a soul. Visible to the naked eye, a soul leaving a body in a steady stream of ethereal fluid. A soul soup, as it would later come to be named. It was an odd experience, for both parties, you would assume, though only the living could testify to that. For a soul to drift off into the cosmos and never return, it suddenly made a killing much more haunting, 
and though there was undoubtedly just as much blood and viscera as before, the soul somehow made the entire act seem more illustrious. No longer was it deemed murderous, but now there was a noble sentiment in releasing a soul from the confines of the rotting flesh it inhabited. And when the scientific bunch, with all their telescopes and their recently developed soul technology, realised what was actually happening, that these souls were unfortunately drifting right up into the great maw of the god in the sky, there was understandably a little bit of outrage. How dare this creature snack on our souls? He ain't getting my soul the big flummox. What are we calling him? I, for one, have been calling him the sticky bum crab man. You're a fucking freak, Joseph. Go on, get. Get out of here before I get my gun. The scientists soon realised that due to the sheer amount of killing going on, there was a bloody big amount of soul soup for the creature to feast on, and maybe he might get full. He was never full. But his belly did get bigger, and at a rapid pace. Compared to the rest of the creature's body, the belly was increasing at an exponential rate. One incredibly intelligent scientist theorised that there must be a finite point at which the creature's belly would eventually stop expanding and either collapse in on itself, or more probably, simply pop. This made front-page news across the entire planet. Sacrifice your souls to get rid of the big god in the sky. Feed him up till he pops like a balloon. The balloon god is here. Kill your cheating spouse to help save the planet. It's your civic duty. Now little did they know that all the other planets in the solar system also had life, and souls, and believed the same thing, and were also sacrificing souls to the soon-to-be-dead balloon sky god. It wasn't until mass sacrificing really took off that the scientists noticed the soul soup streams seeping out from the other planets. Again, front page news. Life and souls. Are there aliens? And are they like us? As time moved on, interplanetary travel developed, and contact was made between the civilizations. Soul soup sacrificing became standard practice across the solar system, and a religion swept every nation. Now in order to ready enough souls for harvesting without endangering their own people, the heads of the Church of the Balloon began trying several methods to appease their gods. To clarify, it has to be the soul of a being with a human-like consciousness. It can't be anything less alive. So the mass culling of cows and deer did nothing much more than feed a few million people. If those people had instead been culled, that would have been fine but everyone was getting a bit worried that they might accidentally kill everyone in existence before they managed to pop Carl. Carl Bumblestone was the name of the man who used to live on one of these planets before accidentally becoming the Bowen God. His neighbour identified him and leaked the story to a local tabloid. Whether or not this was actually true, Carl became the most widely accepted name for the creature. Sticky Bum Crab Man also did quite well in the polls, and Joseph was especially proud of this. Finally, the church agreed upon a method of soul harvesting that seemed the most humane. They essentially just started doing the matrix. Babies would be mass-produced, stuck in virtual reality pods, and allowed to grow up not knowing of their true life and true destiny. Then at 18, they would be let out, blindfolded, lined up, and a firing squad would give them their ceremonial goodbye. Again, this was their most humane option. Their earlier trials proved to be a bit more difficult. At first they bred them in cages, but these creatures struggled to develop a proper soul, most often devolving into a subspecies that could almost be domesticated. This practice was outlawed obviously, and pretty quickly at that. 
Next, the great minds decided to basically do this again, but free range. Give them a little field to exist in. Not as bad as before, but still not great. We're looking out for the welfare kind of thing. Again, pretty much the same issue. For a soul to develop, a life has to be lived. Experiences defined. Doing the Matrix thing basically allows you to grow them in confinement, but allow the mind to artificially live a life. To artificially create a soul. And it worked. Soul harvesting no longer required the sacrifice of the general public, and murder was once again outlawed. Crime figures dropped dramatically, and not everyone was happy about this. And this is how it continued for decades. Souls were released, belly got bigger, keep it on repeat, until eventually it happened. There had always been some debate about what would happen when the belly popped. Would Carl explode or collapse in it itself? Should the creature explode, would chunks of its body crash into the planets, creating disaster and chaos everywhere? Would the soul suit come out of its belly and cover everything like the ghostly seed of God itself? Unfortunately, it was never discussed until the last hour of the final day what would happen if Carl's belly expanded further than they thought, crushing the planets that feed it. Jeremy, the leading scientific mind of the entire solar system at this point, turned to his partner with a look that seemed to convey, I really wish I'd considered this as an outcome. James looked back at Jeremy, trying to work out if he knew he'd been sleeping with Mike for the last three weeks. As Carl's belly crushed them both, shattering their once beautiful planet into space dust, neither of them thought to say, I love you, to the other, for the relationship had diminished in the years prior to this moment, and they were only still together out of the fear of being alone. The tragic irony of this being that they felt more alone in these moments than ever before. Carl's belly broke every planet in the solar system at about the same time. Trillions of trillions of souls were released, all hoovered up by Carl's big gaping face hole. And finally, he popped. The scientists were right, or some of them anyway. Carl collapsed in on himself. Now an ever-expanding vacuum producing enough energy that his pool was felt galaxies away. And it was alive. And getting stronger. And then it stopped. For a moment everything was still. Aside from the planets that had been destroyed, everything was right in the universe. And then in a flash, it happened. The big crunch. Carl sucked all of existence into itself in exactly four seconds flat. Everything now no longer existed. Nothing was everywhere. Even Carl was gone. And then it exploded. Everything became nothing gone anymore. The universe was recreated in exactly five seconds. Not quite as quick as Carl could have done it, but still quite the feat. Carl's destiny fulfilled. And that is essentially the history of the old universe and the beginning of ours. Where Carl came from, is not for us to ponder. Carl was. Carl is. We are just living in the paradise of now. The paradise Carl set in motion. And when he returns, we must be ready. Praise be to Carl. Well, that was fucking weird, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm going to take a little break for some spaghetti bolognese, and then I'll be back. I need to stop doing this voice. I'm freaking out now. Fuck! 
Happy, you were chosen as the winner of the day. Grab your prize now by confirming the listing on the official site in my top post before I declare your prize expires. Fast, fast, get your prize now. To claim your prize, please fill in your personal datas here. Here's a conversation that I just heard. Where's the cat? She in the living room? Is she in the bedroom? She's still in the bedroom. Simon, did you leave the cat in the bedroom all day? Simon, you can't just leave the cat in the bedroom. And scene. Pocket masters, masters in your pockets. People masturbating with their hands in the pockets. Pocket masters, master of the pockets. Masturbating with their hands in the pockets. Pocket masters, catch them all. It's Jump World. The place where you jump on a bed. Jump World. Come down to Jump World. We have beds to jump on. If you wanted to jump on a bed, Jump World's a place to be. Bed jumpers on jumping on beds, bod, beds, bad boards. Bow. Jump bum World. Jump World. Juice Boy, Episode 1. The Adventures of the Day He Snuffed It. Juice Boy was walking down a very vague street, and on the wall in this street he saw a line of white powder, which he sniffed. The name of this was a typo. Stop right there! What? What did I do? Oh, oh, uh, not you, no, the person behind you. Oh, okay, what did I do? Um, no, not not that person, the person behind you. Oh, okay, cool, um, uh, I'm losing it. Bobby Brecken and the bee's knees. It was a boy named Bobby Brecken who couldn't work out what bee's knees meant. And so he tried to look at some bee's legs through a microscope. And when he found out they didn't have knees, he was even more confused by the fact that these bee's knees were non-existent. Then he decided to write to the beekeeper's manual, which is a magazine about bees, and ask them where was the bee's knees. And it turned out there was an evil guy called the Bee Master, and he had been slowly going round every bee in the world and kneecapping them, which is why the bees don't have knees. Uh, and because they were such a useful product to him, because he used to sell them, Basically, uh, he would sell them and people would buy the bee's knees. Uh, and when people say, oh, what's that dance? Then they say, oh, it's the bee's knees and hold up little bee knees uh, as a joke uh, that was sold at the Bee Master's joke shop. I'm joined here by the creator of Frank's tidy front-facing football ball. The ball that's always front-facing. What do you have to say for yourself? Ah! It's not enough. 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 It's not. It's not enough. 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 Now please join me, stand up, repeat after me. It is enough.
It is enough. It is enough! Now I'm surprised we've made it to this point <laughs> because honestly I don't think any of this has been any which way cohesent. Cohesent? Is that the, is that the right word? Cohesent? Cohesant. I'm not doing that bit again with different words, don't worry. Uh, cohe... Coherent. <laughs> it's not coherent. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sat here in uh, a room that I'm staying in currently, uh, and I've gone through everything that I had written down. I've got no more prompts, so I thought I'd just kind of natter on for a wee bit. So, the other night, uh, we were getting drunk for Halloween, and someone asked me, you know, have you got any, have you got any, like, jokes that are so outlandish, so, like, risque, that if you tell them to anyone, you would get shot? And I said, yeah, I've got exactly the kind of joke that you're looking for, right? So, a guy walks into a supermarket, and there's three other guys of different religion races, and one of them says, Mate, do you know where the mushrooms are? And the other one says, Yeah, do you not? And then the third one says, And then the, the fourth one that had just arrived at the, at the grocery store, he then says, I do. And then was just like, right, don't pay attention to any of these guys because... They're obviously fucking with you. Uh, and walked him over to the mushrooms. Have you ever seen a fish that looks like a cat? I have. I have. Have you ever seen a dog that looks like a cow? I have. I have. Have you ever seen an alligator dressed as a shoe? Or elephant that maybe looks like a pile of poo. I have. I have. In my dreams. And it's terrifying. Please help me. Because I really don't want to dream about these things ever again. It's really... I can't sleep at night. Like, sometimes I wake up and I'm just sweating. And there's just this fucking fish that looks like a cat just staring at me and I thought it was in my dream but it's actually just like sitting over my face and all it's like kind of like slimy sliminess is just like dripping into my open mouth and like at first I thought it was kind of hot but then I realised you know what it's a fish cat uh, and fucking the cow the cow dog over in the corner that was he was just fucking going at it on, like, on himself like fuck me it was it was fucking terrifying. The, the elephant that looks like a pile of poo, really, like that that was that was kind of fine. I was I was kind of I thought that was kind of funny, um. But never again, never again. Don't take drugs, kids. The chair in the corner reminds me of this tale, I once heard. The chair in the corner, was lonely. It was in the corner. No one really sat in it. Wasn't a desk. Wasn't a couch. Just a chair. And it was in the corner. And you know when 
a chair's in the corner and you just pile tons of clothes in it. That was his life. He was the clothes chair. He never got a freshly washed bum sitting down on him, giving him a bit of warmth. It was always just clothes. And yes, he did feel lonely. And sometimes that's what I feel like. I just wish I had a freshly washed bum sit on me sometimes. But they're always dirty. Always. I forgot about the alligator shoe when I stood up and put my slippers on to try and escape the catfish and the cow dog and the uh, elephant that looked like a pile of poo. The, yeah, missed my slippers, put my foot in the alligator shoe. Uh, it looked pretty trendy, not going to lie. Not going to lie. Looked pretty sick. If anything, a lot more stylish than anything I actually own. So yeah, I, I kept the alligator shoe. Unfortunately, it was only one. There was there was it wasn't a pair. Even though I never thought coming, even though I never thought coming, even though I never thought coming, I couldn't have gotten used to my lisp. Is it bad to make light of lisps? Is a question that I ponder, even now. I'm not making fun of anyone in particular, but I accidentally said thaw instead of saw and just rolled with it, and that's what I came out with there. So I think because it was an in-the-moment thing, I don't think it was actually that bad. But then if you said something that was bad, and you're just like, oh, it was just an in-the-moment thing, uh, I don't think that's really going to cut it, is it? I totally... Take it back. No more lisp jokes in this podcast. Maybe if I do that again, I'll cut it out and edit in. But for now, I need to make this last as long as I can. And it's probably adding a couple extra minutes onto the Run time. It's not okay to make fun of lisps. It's not okay to make fun of that shit. But I'm keeping in this one just because I need a reference point of when it's okay and not okay. Who here believes that God is real? I do. Anyone else? Right, okay, so that's it decided. God is not real. God is dead. God never existed. Um, No, not Carl either. That's That was a bit from earlier. <laughs> oh, that, that kind of pattern never gets old. Eh? Uh, God is dead. When you die, you die. There's nothing after it. You will see black, not exist, and no one will cry at your funeral either. You know, because honestly, you were a pretty shitty person. Do you understand that? Now, on the flip side, you could say that God's alive. You were a lovely person. Everyone would cry at your funeral. And if you believe that, absolutely fine. But sometimes, you just got to be in the middle. God is dead, and people will cry at your funeral. God is alive, and everyone thinks you're shit. Who knows which way it's going to go.
Maybe we should find out now. Stab self in face. That was for the the fact that you're listening on a podcast and I can't show that. Uh, I thought I hope that translated well. Uh, I didn't know if the joke would translate well, but I thought, eh, we'll just fucking chuck it in anyway. That was me being that thing from Empire Strikes Back, looking in the snow. I mean, I started recording there. Uh, totally did not have anything in my brain. So here we go. Five seconds, just lightning round to myself. What does red mean? Red means angry. Red means love. Red means one of the three primary colours. What does towel mean? Towel is a bit of fabric that you use to dry yourself off when you come out of the shower. Uh, or you put it down on the sand at the beach, which you do not then want to use to dry yourself off. Uh, windows. Windows are uh, these big glass things that are in houses that let you see the outside or let people see into your house. You don't want to have one like right next to your toilet because you know you don't want people to see you doing a shit. Uh, but you might want one in your bedroom so that when you come out the shower... Open up right now! Open up your ears! Listen to this noise! Listen to me! Yes! Yes! Oh, 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 I'm so sad alone. I just want me to let, I want people to worry. Listen to to me in the ear, but I don't want to. I just I don't want to. I'm so sad. It's okay. We uh we got him a little hot chocolate there. He's feeling a little bit better. He just wanted you to listen to him in your ears. Um, but he's got to understand, like, he's, he's old enough now, he's got to understand that people don't want to listen to him. People, he's got nothing good to say, because all he says is, open up and listen to me in your ears. Like, it's a bit creepy, you know? Like, no one actually wants to hear someone shout that in their ears. Like, it, it, it's going to take some while. He needs to find a new bit, you know? Like... Maybe if you went up to people and started making ASMR sounds, people might like that. There's a hundred percent some creepy guys on the internet that would love them just to go right up to the ears and start going, you know, that like, it just needs to find a new niche. It needs to find a new niche. New niche, 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 broken. Yeah, yeah, you understand. He understands. I understand. Everyone is under Stan. Stan stands over everyone. Everyone understand. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Keep on moving, close to the end. Keep on moving, keep on moving.
moving, keep on moving, keep on moving then. You can stop moving at the end, you can stop moving at the end. You gotta keep moving till the end and then stop. Oh boy, right, uh, I think I'm right about ready to wrap this up. It's been a, it's been something. It's been something. I mean, I don't know if any of this is good. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if any of this was worth my time, let alone yours. <laughs> but I have approximately no time to get this recorded, uploaded, uh, and ready for tomorrow. Um, oh, <laughs> that's right. I'm doing this the day before it's supposed to be going up. At least it's not the day of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what? I'm proud of it. I'm not. I'm not proud of it. But I tell you what I am. Done with it. I am done with it. Uh, this has been an exploration of what I can do. <laughs> I don't know if it's successful. You know what is successful? You know this, this is potentially the best thing I've ever produced. This is this is art. This is much better than the fucking trite Dougal was doing last week. It's uh, maybe maybe on par with what Jim did two weeks ago. Uh, but this just pips it. This just goes slightly beyond and I know you guys will agree if you don't agree fuck yourselves uh, and that's all I've really got to say now I am the best and the rest of all you can suck my dick fuck you cunts now apologies to dad who is <laughs> our main listener and I know all you guys over in Richardson, Texas, and uh, all you guys in France and Ireland that give us a wee lesson, I appreciate that you guys listen to us. But my dad is the main listener. He will always be the main listener. He's the only one that likes our Facebook posts. Uh, if you want to be the main listener, you can go on our Facebook socials, our Instagram socials, and you just give us a little like on one of the posts one time. You know, that'd be nice. You can find them somewhere they're basically just type in tune a bit see what comes up if it's not us then give them a like as well anyway but you'll you'll see us when you see us album recommendation of the week is tell me your mind and i'll tell you mine by king hannah who i was lucky enough to see a couple weeks ago in glasgow she is brilliant the rest of the band are brilliant the fucking lead guitarist can do some insane solos they're great give them a wee listen yeah no i'm done bye